You're listening to the Independent News Hour on WBAI 99.5 FM. Before we continue on to our next segment, I want to let everybody know we released our beautiful February print edition of The Independent a couple of days ago. Feature articles include an interview with political comedian Francesca Fiorentini, an essay by Nicholas Powers on what the left doesn't understand about Mayor Eric Adams, and a look at how tenants from Brooklyn to Bronx are fighting for their right to heat and hot water during the winter months. And you can find the new issue in our red and white street boxes around the city at public libraries, bookstores, cafes, laundromats, movie theaters, and other venues or online. Read it and share it. That's right. And our new issue also includes coverage of various labor struggles, including the surging movement to unionize Starbucks, which brings us to our next segment. In the past week, six Starbucks stores in New York City and on Long Island have filed for union recognition with the National Labor Relations Board, the first ones to do so in the New York City region. They are among the more than 80 Starbucks stores in at least 23 states that have sought to unionize since baristas at a Buffalo Starbucks store voted to unionize more than two months ago. Joining us now to talk about all this are two baristas, Megan DiMota and Cynthia Villeneuve, from a Starbucks store in Bath Beach, Brooklyn, which filed for union recognition last week, the first one in Brooklyn to do so. Megan and Cynthia, welcome to WBAI Radio. Hi. Hi, it's great to have How are our, you? We're doing great. And uh, it's great to have you with us. Uh, so the first question is, uh, uh, Starbucks has made it clear that it's fiercely opposed to unions. So why did you and your fellow coworkers decide to try and unionize uh, anyway? To have a voice, to be the partner that they want us to be, to feel like the partner that they want us to be. Yeah, because like, you know, we, we work together already and we, we kind of, help each other out and that's kind of what a, a a union is about is finding out what your workers what all the workers different workers need to feel like safe and and respected at their job so i think that's what a union's about right and, and what are the some of the working conditions uh at your at your store and other starbucks stores that uh you all are concerned about and and are hoping having a union can uh, improve. Well, I mean, well, that's what we're hoping to talk about. Yeah. At the table with them of what we can do differently. Yeah. I think, I think that conditions have, has, has gotten like drastically different over the years. Um, So I think we want to be able to communicate what's important to us at like, in our in our safety at our job, especially now with, you know, working in a coffee shop uh, does have a lot of things like, you know, people hang around for long periods of time and stuff like that. So that's stuff that you, we all deal with in different ways. But I think as workers, we know how to deal with that best for us. And sometimes when we're talking about that, sometimes management or corporate doesn't understand that because they're not in that place with us. And that's why the union's important because we are in that place and we know what we need. Right. And, and on, on things like uh, uh, sick pay and uh, lack of steady hours, how much of a 
concern has that become? I mean, that's always been a concern. It's it's it it's always been that way when it can be improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I think what one of the driving reasons for a lot of people uh, supporting a union is because we want to be able to have the time to like sick time for new partners doesn't come as quickly as it does for older partners because older partners are accruing time. So it meaning when people get sick, like now when they're hired, they're not getting as much time, which I think has made people feel like we need to, because we end up helping each other out in coverage when they can't get that time. So it's like, if we're helping each other out, why are we not able to come together and try and make this safer for us? Right. And just uh, um, one other, I guess, working condition question. Uh, Cynthia, you've worked at uh, Starbucks for, for six years and Megan, I understand you've worked there for 10 years, but uh, Cynthia, uh, I understand that four years ago, uh, you were not uh, that management would not allow you to change your work schedule so that you could spend more time uh, with your sister who was dying of cancer. Uh, can, can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, and, yeah, that and- was a hard time. Um, I was just trying to get weekends off to spend time with her and it was denied by my manager. So, so I followed, I followed the protocol that was put in there where you talk to your manager and then you talk to your district manager who came in and told me that my store was too high volume for me to have a weekend off. So I, I had worked there for four years with, without ever having a weekend off and, and not minding. Cause that was, that was fine for me. It worked for me. I, I actually had a, a similar situation with my mother who was sick with cancer. And we also, I also struggled with time to uh, be with her when she needed somebody there with her. Uh, so that also became an issue because like I said, they will say like, they're more flexible and you can work around our hours. Cause that's what Starbucks is about. We want you to feel comfortable so you can have flexible hours and it's able for you to work that way. But it really hasn't always felt that way. Even, you know, like years ago now, it's like when you think about it, because um, my mother has passed away now, <laughs> like six years that I've, I had the same issue years ago and, you know, and that's I'm, stressful. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm just honestly thankful for my partners. That's, that's same. That's why I want the union, you know, to pr- protect us. Like my partners were the ones who kept my job safe for me. Yeah. And I, I could, I could never pay them back for that other than building this yes, and helping it- to build something that'll be there to protect other workers from this. And, and can you quickly describe this term partners and how it's used with Starbucks and how that model they have kind so, of is hypocritical considering their anti-union position? Right. So when you start with the company, they, they tell you you're a partner because you get stock in the company, which makes you a partner of it. Right. But that's pretty much where it ends. That's pretty much where that, that yeah. partnership feeling ends. But us as baristas, we take that partnership seriously like we all we all really do feel like partners we have such a bond with each other there's not a time that we're not laughing or joking or having just a really good time at work and like like Cynthia said we help each other out like when 
stuff is going on in other people's lives and they need help like for coverage or just even like rides places or money for a cab places like we help each other out like that um we we do this the thing is is we feel that partnership as we built that family that (laughs) we were told to, to build yeah that they it created in their minds but then when we come to them with this partnership you know it feels like one-sided yeah exactly hopefully maybe and hopefully that that partnership that you all have created is going to create a a steadier ground for the the sort of necessary solidarity going into this struggle um speaking speaking of there have already been protests held at multiple um Starbucks and um we'll talk about that in a little bit but the first Starbucks to unionize was actually um an Elmwood store in Buffalo when they voted in December um to yes to unionize and they made national headlines it marked the first time in 50 years of Starbucks history that a store had successfully unionized here we're going to play a clip from the National Labor Relations Board announcement of the election results in Buffalo here we go And here's that clip from Buffalo. We're going to cue that up. Of that clip, uh, uh, the baristas in Buffalo, of course, were very excited when they won that uh, election. For those of you who couldn't hear it, it was shrieking, (laughs) shrieking, just imagine. I could tell you that I was shrieking when I was watching that. I was so excited for them. And how closely had y'all been following events in in Buffalo, and how did that um, affect what y'all are doing today? It affects my daily life. Like, I follow it's religiously yeah no every morning we definitely have been following them since they were public um because i I think i mean as someone who's worked for the company a long time it's definitely not the first time it's been brought up like so it it was a big deal to see someone actually forming a union and so i was definitely and, and cynthia i think we were basically talking back and forth about how amazing it was the things they were doing so yeah and um, uh, as far as organizing a, a, a union, uh, Cynthia, I understand um, uh, your your mother's a, a a union member, and oh, and, yeah. and that that had a, a big influence on your desire to want to have a union too. Yeah, my mom's worked for the post office for I don't even know how long. Shout out to the years. post office. She worked there for thirty years. It was a great union. She she always always a. Uh, thanked her union for everything um my partner's also in a union for eight years my father also was in a union actually my father was a liquor salesman um uh, and he worked for the liquor distribution union in new york so um i also grew up um like used to seeing my father my father even striked at certain points for negotiations so i i do have that Growing well, up. we'll drink to that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 
that that explains a lot. So hopefully you you all will be able to continue that lineage and whatever in whatever way you you choose to. Tap yeah. So, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, coffee and liquor isn't that different. You know, I grew up around liquor, and the way people like coffee is really not that different. Oh, especially in New York. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, you all. So there have been protests at Starbucks all across the country today, actually, following last week's firing of all seven members of an organizing committee at a Starbucks in Memphis, Tennessee. This is not legal to fire organizing members, just for the record. In another act of solidarity, in addition to all people around the country, you know, joining up, protesting, a trombone player joining the picket line today. We're going to hear a little bit about that. And we're going to hear one of the employees who was fired explaining the firing. Let's go to that clip. protesting because they felt that it was much more necessary to get rid of a third of the store at this point than to allow us to have our organized union and they thought apparently that they're taking care of us better than we are so that sounds like some of what we heard from you as far as the taking care of goes but how, how did it feel to see these seven organizers get fired uh when you're when you're doing the same thing you know, I I saw you know I saw Starbucks Union busting uh, Buffalo pretty hard, and I I I was I have to say I was surprised they went that far. Um, it, that is definitely not something they can do, and what they did was blatant union busting. Um, so uh, I it, it's it's annoying because a lot of what Starbucks says in their union busting is like, we're, you know, we, we are okay with letting our workers organize, but that is blatantly not the case with what they did in Memphis. Talk a little bit more about their response, management's response, since you've gone public about this. Crickets. Yeah, really. It's to, to us. I haven't heard anything. They almost acting like it's not happening um, as of, right now um so there's you know there's that but we're all kind of expecting the same thing that they did in buffalo like captive audience meetings um and things like that um they're they they're of course have been sending you know a uh like representatives like uh dms and regional managers to the store um that it is the same thing they did in Buffalo. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a union busting tactic considering this isn't something that usually happens. Yeah. And just so right. our listeners, go ahead. Right. So, uh, we're on the WBAI 99.5 FM. We're talking with, uh, two baristas, uh, Megan and Cynthia from a, the first store in Brooklyn, uh, to file for union recognition last week. Uh, uh, Megan and, and Cynthia, uh, how difficult was it to convince other uh, partners at your store to unionize? And what, what did they have questions about? I mean, it wasn't about convincing. Most people have the same idea already of just wanting to um, be able to build a career as opposed to just a job as it's advertised. Starbucks does advertise as a career with career opportunities. So. I think a lot, I think it was, it wasn't, it wasn't difficult because 
of the fact that a lot of us already feel like we're kind of, we have each other's back already. So, you know, I think that that that's really key, you know, um, in general, because I think they feel like this is, they feel like more confident in us as a unit, like a union than what we've received so far. Right. And um, also there were 72 official public officials who have signed on to a letter of support of you all. What's your response to that? Awesome. Yeah, we're really nice. excited about that. We actually had a, a Senator Andrew Gennardis and uh, Councilman uh, Councilman uh, Justin Brennan come to our store to show support. Oh, we're really glad to see that. Like, that, I'm there, they're in our area in Brooklyn. And so that's really good to see because uh, we want to we want to have a fair election without obnoxious union busting, you know, um, because that's giving workers the right to have a voice, giving the workers to have a say. We should just be able to have an election. Right. And I just misspoke there. It's uh, 76 elected officials, not 72. Now, uh, last question here. Where do you all see things going from here? Um, you've requested your election to be held March 3rd. Yeah, it definitely won't be that date, uh, probably will be delayed. But what we'd, of course, like to see is more stores move forward, more more stores stores join us. Yeah, but of of course, move forward and have a union and and see that happen throughout the rest of Brooklyn and New York City. Yeah. Right, right on. I'll just uh, note, uh, there's been reporting in the past week that Starbucks has hired a, a union avoidance law firm uh, to mm-hmm. file as much paperwork at the NLRB to delay elections. They're paying $550 per hour to the lawyers who are inundating uh, the NLRB with these uh, lawsuits. But it certainly seems like there's a, a nonetheless growing momentum for uh, a unionization at Starbucks. So, uh, Megan and Cynthia, thank you so much for joining us this evening on WBAI. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Yep.